An indictment, seven charges, 37 counts, and what now? I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, as we record this on Tuesday, the 13th of June, uh, President, former President Trump is in a courthouse, um, or has just been in a courthouse, actually, uh, pleading not guilty to some 37 counts under seven charges in an indictment of uh, federal charges related to his handling of classified documents, some with national security implications uh, that were allegedly kept in non-secure places outside of the protocols that government um, insists on for the handling of such documents. I, I don't want to discuss the details of that case because frankly, you know, I haven't read the indictment. We don't know what the charges are and I'm not an attorney, believe it or not. Uh, but I, I looked forward through my looking glass at this situation and said, okay, this is an interesting fraught situation for the Republic and, and specifically going forward into a presidential campaign where uh, the accused here is already a declared candidate for the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States. And uh, I want to ask each of you to kind of reflect on three potential possibilities, and maybe maybe I'm missing one as well. I'm sure I am. Um, but going forward, whether you agree, disagree, and I'm sure you disagree, um, the reality is what it is. These charges have been read in this indictment. It has happened, okay? So whether you think it should have happened or not is irrelevant at this point. The question is, going forward, how does a presidential campaign operate under three different scenarios? Scenario number one, and probably the best possible scenario, is somehow a judge decides to dismiss the case. Uh, number two, the case advances during the campaign, and these legal proceedings tend to run pretty slowly, so it's hard to imagine that a, court, a case would actually come to trial in the limited time we have before the 2024 elections, but I guess that's possible as well. But in any case, the case advances in scenario number two. And uh, in scenario number three, a judge decides to delay the case until after the election because of concerns about the election. Um, in, in any three of those cases, how do you advise um, former President Trump, Steve Green, uh, going forward into how, how to handle campaigning while under this particular indictment? Yeah, uh, this is, I mean, these are uncharted waters we're in here. Um, real banana republic stuff. Uh, I don't want to, I, before I get into, before I answer, I don't want to dismiss the seriousness of the charges. Uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, an attorney writer who's defended Trump against a lot of these Democrat antics over the years, did a uh, radio interview, I believe on Monday, with Guy Benson of Town Hall. And uh, uh, Turley says it, it could very well be true that the Department of Justice is out to get Trump, but he says he made it easy for them in this circumstance. Um, he says that... Uh, uh, the problem with this indictment is that many of these allegations are coming from his former counsel or they're embodied in evidence like the audio tape. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that or not. And the audio tape is particularly damaging because it allegedly shows the president telling two people there to interview him that he had a document which apparently he showed or at least pointed to that he said was classified because he had not declassified it. So in this case, Regardless of whether or not the Department of Justice should have brought the charges, there, there seems to be some meat to them this time around, if, if Turley is correct here. 
Um, and Steve, I know that some of our listeners are going to jump in on that and say, well, because of attorney-client privileges, that's uh, privilege, that stuff should be thrown out of court. However, yes. I've also heard that there is an exception to that attorney-client privilege when the client is actually um, in, in, in commission of a, an, a felony, basically, is trying to involve his attorney in the case. I'm, I'm stating it very awkwardly yeah. and rudimentarily, but basically, if... If you're the defendant and you try to use your attorney as a way of uh, basically shielding yourself because of attorney-client privilege, that that, that uh, information may in fact be admissible in court. Yeah, uh, and, and here, here is the, uh, the, the, the catch-22. For the good or the republic, a guy under this kind of cloud should probably not be running for president, but for the good of the republic, uh, it's exactly this guy who needs to get into the White House and tame this this partisan, weaponized Department of so-called justice. Um, as as a partisan myself, I would love. Well, as an American, I love a comeback story. But as a partisan, I would love to see Trump back in the White House to do just that. But as somebody who says that we have to win the White House back, uh, this. Bad word, Biden Justice Department, and really gets this from uh, from eight years under Obama, has put such a cloud under Trump that I don't, or over Trump that I don't know if it's possible for him to win the general election. I hope and pray that it is, but if I'm advising him right now, you can't tell Donald Trump what to do. That's one of his greatest strengths, and it's also sometimes his Achilles heel. But somebody has got to explain this to him in the stark contrasting terms that I just did and hope that he has the wisdom and experience to make the right call. And I don't know what that is, Scott. I'm not in that position. All I can do is set it up and say, this is a crap situation. You got to make the best decision you can out of two bad choices. Bill Whittle, it seems that those three alternative scenarios that I gave to Steve, um, you know, if it's case dismissed, then the path is clear. So you don't even you yeah. basically have to worry about that. You can move ahead. And in fact, your campaign can be all about how this was a, a fraudulent uh, accusation and that uh, the reason why you got to elect me is because I'm going to get in there and clean things up so that they don't do stuff like this anymore. Uh, but in the other two scenarios, either the case continuing to advance during the campaign or even if the judge says we're going to delay this case until after the results are known uh, in November of 2024 or January of 20, whenever the results are known, um, then it seems to me that every campaign press conference, every campaign speech, every interaction with the media or the public has this constant issue sort of hovering over it. It's the 900-pound gorilla in the room at all times. How do you carry on a presidential campaign when when that unresolved tension is with you all the time. I'll get to that. And before I do, I should say that the, the two qualities that make American society, made American society as stable as it was in Western societies in general are, are twofold, threefold. Number one, there is the rule of law, which applies equally to, to everybody. That's gone. We did not criminalize our political opponents and especially after they were in office, we did not criminalize them and make that our strategy for winning an election. That's gone. 
that's Banana Republic stuff. But most importantly, we used to live in a country where if somebody committed a crime, you went looking for evidence. Now we live in a world where you go looking for evidence to see if somebody committed a crime. And and this is this is what we are left with. If the charge has anything to do with, with, uh, with documents, improper handling of documents, we know that Hillary Clinton had 30,000 of them on a server in a bathroom, and we know that Joe Biden had stacks of them in his garage, and the fact that that is common open knowledge with plenty of evidence, and those, and there are no charges or no investigations to that. Oh, Okay, that's... Bill, so, I, I would add that neither Vice President at the time, Joe Biden, or Secretary of State at the time, Hillary Clinton, had any authority to declassify those documents they held. Trump, as when he was president, did. did. Precisely correct. So so if it's about classified documents, we already know that the rule of law has left the, has left the, uh, the building. And we already know that the, that the criminalization of your political opponents has also uh, left the building. So, so what does that leave us with? Um, you, you outlined three cases. Uh, uh, the case is dismissed, it continues uh, for a while, or it continues and then it's delayed till after the election. And if they delay it till after the election, they're delaying it till after the election in the, in the chance that Trump wins. And if Trump wins, then those charges will be brought again. So that's what that's all about. In any event, I would give Donald Trump the same advice in all three cases. The most appealing thing that Donald Trump has ever said that I'm aware of is, they're not coming for me. They're coming for you. I'm just in the way. That's the that's how I would ride this campaign out, and I wouldn't give it up. And I was thinking about this the other night on the Stratosphere Lounge. Donald Trump got elected in 2016 because of the MAGA hat. Because Make America Great Again is a simple, easy to understand message that means different things to different people but everybody's going in the same direction we know what we know what that means so if i were donald trump i would advise him to do this i would say in in 2024 it's not going to say maga it's going to say mafa make america free again and this time don't make it a red hat make it a blue hat make it a blue hat because we own the red white and blue in this country this is a this is a country of law and i would i would i would go with that to the rafters. I would say if they can do this to me, then they can do anything they want to to you. And we all know this is true. So when the IRS is going to hire another 10,000 armed agents or whatever the case may be, why do you think that is? Do you think they're going to send all 10,000 after me? No, they're just going to send their best guys after me. They're building an army to come after you. And 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 that's how I would run this campaign, because I personally believe that that is absolutely 100% true. If you have bookending uh, violations of security protocols as flagrant as the ones that Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden have committed, and there's no investigation into that, but after years and years of digging, they turn up something on Donald Trump, then, then we, we know what kind of a country we live in. There's just direct evidence, and there's no way around it. Now, if it turned out you wanted to bring charges against all three, I'd have an entirely different position on this, 100% different position on this, but they don't. So if if it turns out your first scenario is right and they dismiss the charges, I'm voting for Trump. If it turns out the second scenario is it keeps going for a while, I'm voting for Trump. And if it turns out they delay it, I'm voting for Trump. And if he's convicted, I'm voting for Trump in jail, not because of Trump. Because I'm not gonna. Because I am not going to allow this to happen in this country. There's nothing, nothing more dangerous than what these people are doing. 
and and I'll vote for him in prison. This is a, a serious moment for the Republic. Um, it, it's an unprecedented moment, and uh, and I think that it deserves a serious response. And I'm afraid it's not going to get it in the mainstream media one way or the other, um, and maybe in a lot of punditry. Um, it's immediately everybody is going to retreat to their favorite political bastions and begin lobbing charges at the other side um, one way or the other. Um, if the indictments, um, I mean, even President Trump's former attorney general said, if half of this is true, he's toast. Um, it, that I'm not saying that to say that the former attorney general is correct. I'm just saying that this is not child's play. Um, this is this is not just a mere uh, political machination. Um, this has serious consequences. I, I frankly don't know if there's a good way to run for office while under federal indictment. Um, I think you do the best you can. I mean, obviously, you are innocent until proven guilty that an indictment or series of indictments are charges, not convictions. And if we had any kind of an understanding of our judicial system in this country, we would treat it that way. We would think of it in terms of, let's say I were accused of doing something that I did not do, uh, or you were accused of doing something that you did not do. You wouldn't live your life from now until the res resolution in court as if you were guilty. You would live your life at, according to the belief that you had about your own actions. And so, you know, President Trump has to live in accordance with his understanding of his own actions. And I think each of us has to evaluate his behavior and his words and the words of his opponents and the words of lawyers and prosecutors and people who, who stand up and speak and, and make our own best judgments about this with regard to how we're going to vote. Um, I, I am more optimistic than Bill is in the sense that I, I don't think that we've completely lost our judicial system or at the very least, uh, or legal system, at the very least, I think it's not fruitful to think of it in terms like that, that we are a people who are constantly renewing ourselves and reforming ourselves and finding mistakes and correcting them and making things new again, that not every um, crisis has to lead to a dissolution, um, but it can lead to a unification around uh, the better angels of our nature. And so I'm hopeful in that direction as well. Um, I do think that there, uh, that the president's campaign, uh, the former president's campaign, is, go is going to make accusations that the current president of the United States should be under the same sorts of indictment at the very least, that the former secretary of state, Hillary Clinton, should have been, um, and all of that. Um, I just don't think that that's going to be a very fruitful argument, um, just because most people in this country still think that people who are accused of crimes are accused for a reason and other people who are not accused of crimes are not accused for a reason and that if you go to court and you're convicted there are still a lot of people who believe that you were convicted because a jury of your peers found you guilty um, and so i think it's going to be a strained argument to make to basically say yes i'm under indictment but the other guy should be under indictment um, i think it's also a dangerous argument to make to say the entire legal system is corrupt uh, because if it is then where do you go for resolution? If you have basically made a blanket statement to say that, that all our entire American system is bankrupt, then where is the resolution of that short of taking up arms? Um, and I don't think we're at that point either. 
And so I, I, I'm more hopeful as we go forward in this that if we treat this with the seriousness that it deserves, um, not not giving over to hopelessness, not saying, okay, well, he's indicted, therefore he must be guilty, but also not saying, hey, this is a trivial thing, um, then uh, not only do I think we'll have a better outcome, um, but I think we will have done something that we rarely do. <laughs> and so sadly, uh, we have a hard time stepping outside of the political uh, cage fight and being serious about the things that involve the governance of this country. But we have a sacred trust to the framers and the founders and the people who fought for it to elevate our discourse and to be able to pursue true justice. And I pray that that's the inclination of everybody who's got a hand in any of this, including those of us who vote. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.